All right, Darren Smith, episode 25 of the Always Loyal Podcast, presented by Stone Brewing. What's coming up? Well, I, I sort of like last week's podcast better. We were talking about the best win of the season for SD Loyal, but Jordan Carruth this week, we're going to be talking uh, about what happened at Torero Stadium this previous Saturday night. Plus, we look ahead. A rare Monday match at Torero Stadium with a great halftime performance expected. We'll give you all the details. Rossi Rock coming up on the Always Loyal Podcast. Need new shades? Live life in forward motion with Blender's Eyewear. They unite bold colors with proven performance, creating epically spicy style. And for a limited time only, you can use code LOYAL20 for 20% off your next purchase. Trust us, life's better blended. Musk has just seen an intentional handball here. Nice give and go. Nice, lovely chip here. And great save from Koke. Hits him in the chest there. I don't I don't see much. I don't see really an intentional handball. Darren, very excited for episode 25 of the Always Loyal podcast. We're going to talk about the red card. Um, what's coming up on Monday? Another home match against Colorado Springs. That's going to be a huge match. And then we're also going to we're going to share a Wayne Rooney story. I have a Wayne Rooney story to share just because he's in the news. You know, he is a uh, he is taking a head coaching job in Major League Soccer. And he is going to be the new head coach at DC United. And I have a Wayne Rooney story I would love to share with everyone. So what's happening with you? I like that. I like, I look forward to it. And we've got some legends managing soccer clubs here in the United States, don't we? I would say so. I would say so as well. I got right Wayne here Rooney in San Diego. In the States. You got Landon Donovan in the States. You know, you got a lot of stuff going on. So the red card, you want to start there? Or should we talk about the guest coming up on the podcast? Which topic do you think would be more fun? I think the guest would be more fun. I think the guests would probably be more fun, which means that I would rather save those things for a little later on and just get rid of the stuff that oh. irritates us and was super annoying. Cause it was just, I think the 24th always loyal podcast where we were talking about perhaps the win of the season loyal away at Colorado Springs doing what it did away. We'll see them again coming up on Monday followed Jordan by not just the worst loss of the season, but perhaps the worst loss in San Diego loyal history right. against LA Galaxy 2 on Saturday night. Lots of uh, red cards, a theme in those matches that you're referencing. So let's get to it. Kyle Adams, the red card early on. The refs ripped the life out of the match in the 11th minute by showing red. Uh, locals, man, they were just... They weren't even tired yet. I don't want to say they were just warming up because they were they were revved up. They were going at that point. But I mean, they weren't even close to being tired yet. And the, the life was just completely ripped out. 20 minutes later from that moment, it's three nothing Los Angeles. The match is over. It was done. It was done 10 minutes in. Like people, I, I, most people were already sitting and, and watching closely. But I'm, I'm sure there were a few still getting in their seats by the time that happened. Right. Absolutely. You know, the way that place fills up. I mean, it's never at its capacity, whatever attendance is going to look like. It's never that way. 10, 11 minutes into the match. Usually it takes until almost the end of the first half for everybody to situate. People are hanging around and drinking beers and eating food and doing all that sort of stuff. There's great you're standing right. areas. So I feel like a lot of people are hanging around those concourses. I just to give you perspective, I had just sat down in our seats. I went with the wife. This was the biggest crowd of the year, by the way, just to add another layer of frustration onto this red card shown to Kyle Adams and a penalty kick awarded to LA galaxy Two. 10 minutes into the match. 
I had personally just sat down, sat down next to a couple of the players who were also serving suspensions in Kyle Bissell and in Grant Stoneman. And we were just, hey, how you doing? Good to see you. When a whistle blows far side, right in front of the supporter section, and you see a red shown to Kyle Adams. And then it didn't take long for replays to start circulating on social media because after all, this is 2022. Eventually, they started showing it on the big board, on the replay board inside of Torero Stadium as well. You can see it clear as day. You can see it clear as day that there was no handball, that there was a shot taken, there was a great save from Coke Vegas, and then there was a rebound, another shot, ball bounces off Kyle Adams' chest, referee blows the whistle, shows a red card, off he goes, penalty converted, and like you said, then it just avalanched in, it was over. The referees, I'm not to blame the ref guy. Anybody who's ever listened to us on radio, I don't spend a bunch of time whining about umpires, whining about referees, but this is one where the match was completely corrupted, where the night was essentially spoiled for everybody that was in attendance and certainly for San Diego Loyal because of what happened, an incorrect call, no handball, totally inexcusable on that front. It's not like, hey, I missed a handball. I'm sorry, I just didn't see it. There was something that was invented and created in that moment that literally didn't happen and it completely destroyed the entire evening there at Torero Stadium. And hopefully that'll just limit the impact of what that decision was all about. Darren, I have some news for you. I have news that won't make you feel any better, but I do have news for you. Uh, Loyal appealed that red card. They have won that appeal and the red card has been rescinded. Now, that doesn't mean we get to play the match all over again and we get another opportunity at those points. That might be pretty handy at the end of the season, but there you go. The red card has been rescinded. Is that public? Yeah, I don't know, but that's that's what's happening. They've res- the league has officially taken that red card away Well, because yeah, it was the, BS. Right, and and you know the, the good news about that is that Kyle Adams will be available to play against Colorado Springs coming up on Monday night. That's that's the only good news. I, I don't have anything else for you because none um, of that else matters. You know, that right. doesn't matter. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't take away the penalty kick. It doesn't change, alter the trajectory of an individual match on a Saturday night before a capacity crowd. None of that changes. You just gotta you just gotta swallow all that stuff. Right. Yeah, it's an apologize later type of moment. So it doesn't really help you when you needed it most. One thing I did think about was really wanting to be in the locker room at halftime just to listen to what the conversation was like with Landon Donovan, the rest of the coaching staff, the players, because I, I thought the message was pretty clear uh, with the way that they they played and finished that match. Um, despite what happened, uh, the message was you're pros, you're gonna finish the match the right way. The locals aren't going to stop making noise up there. So you're not going to stop playing soccer out there either. That's, that's kind of what I got. You kind of had to make the most of out of a really bad situation. And that's what they did. So what Landon said afterwards, Landon, who had some, some very interesting remarks post-match that were picked up that were edited. You can, I'm sure find it. I don't know that loyal did or didn't post it. Uh, I know some others, our friends at two balls and a mic did just that. I know I've used that a little bit in a different capacity this week, and you and I have all seen it, essentially saying, hey, guys, guess what? We got screwed by the referees. It happens. You got to play on. You still have 80 more minutes to go in this match. And unfortunately, it was just as uncompetitive as you ever 
could have possibly expected to see from San Diego Loyal. Right. You're using that on radio, right? You absolutely oh, yeah. have to be using that soundbite because of course, <laughs> as a, as a former producer of your show, the very first thing I thought of and texted you right away is like, if this isn't a <laughs> soundbite you play after every single sport, it doesn't matter if it's soccer, baseball, basketball, football, if there is a bad moment with officials, that's the bite you play. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad it's made it to the airways. Um, it's unfortunate that that conversation was the conversation following the match because I know it wouldn't have finished five, nothing. And the other unfortunate part now that's like seven unanswered goals for LA against San Diego. Cause they scored those two late mm-hmm. up in Carson and now it's five and SD. Boy, um, oh boy. And I'll tell you too. Uh, and they, they made sure that they let everybody know in, in loyal's biggest home crowd of the season, they made sure them fellas did that. Everybody knew that galaxy was there and that they were scoring. I want to give Coke Vegas a ton of credit. Obviously anytime you're in goal and there's a five spot scored, that's probably a really, really tough night sleep for Coke Vegas, but I do appreciate him policing LA Galaxy and getting squarely in their faces when they were taunting the locals and Chavos and anybody else who happened to have been giving them a tough time. We know it ain't easy being on LA Galaxy too. They play in front of zero fans. And when I say zero, I'm not making fun of just a handful of fans because they don't have great crowd support. They play in front of zero fans. So this was an opportunity for them to play perhaps in front of the biggest crowd that they will see all season long. They certainly allowed all of that energy and emotion and all of the crowd support from locals and Chavos alike to, to, to impact them and, and, and create that situation. But when they started taunting the supporter section, I absolutely love that Coke Vega said, Hey, sort of grabbed the player. I think it was Preston Judd grabbed and said, you're not doing that here. And then made sure the referee knew you can't let them get away with that. You just gave a red card to one of our players for something that didn't happen. You cannot allow these players to come in here and start taunting the fans that way. And I love Coke Vegas for doing that. We don't see LA again, right? Wasn't that the, that the final match of the season against that was them? The third, I think. I don't have it right in front of yeah, me. Yeah, and we that that's a bonus game. They're one of the few that we actually play three against instead of this the two. And that's a club that's going to a different league next year. So unless we get squared up in the postseason, that's going to be the final match ever between Los Dos and San Diego Loyal, um, which sucks. Anyway, well, in the sense that that's how you kind of finish it. I really don't yeah. care that they're leaving the league. It, it was tough. It wasn't easy being out there, landing substitutions. They get all wonky. The players who who I mentioned, I was sitting near and Kyle Vassell and Grant Stoneman, you could sort of see them, you know, they – it must be an impossible spot when you're, you're not there. You're not able to help your teammates because you also are serving suspensions as well. So, you know, I like to think that, you know, that's one that you just flush and you look ahead and you get ready for Colorado Springs coming up on Monday night, Jordan. Yes. Uh, coming up here on the podcast, Darren, you had the opportunity to chat it up with our featured guests. Um, I was not able to make this. There was like, sometimes you have guests that are, if you get the opportunity to chat with them, you take that opportunity, you jump on it. And that's what we had to do. Unfortunately for me, I was at my first ever wedding on a Monday. So my schedule just did not allow this. Um, And so Darren did a very good job as you would expect uh, picking up the slack. So tell us about what's coming up. Yeah. Coming up Rossi rock. Now I've seen Rossi in person here over the last couple of days. I saw him at the Chula Vista block party. Rossi rock is going to be performing at halftime of loyal's upcoming match Monday night. July 18th, 7 p.m. against Colorado Springs Switchbacks. 
Rossi Rock, a bit of a local legend in South Bay. As a matter of fact, his most recent song, the one that's really, really blowing up YouTube and Instagram and, and every place else is a song called South Bay. He's from Chula Vista. The video that he shot is right there on, on Broadway outside of a place called the Elwood, which our friend Steve Garcia from Three Punk Ales, he's part of that ownership group. But he's, uh, he's a local rapper, artist, musician. He is a former tennis prodigy former high school football player at Mar Vista High School in Imperial Beach, just down the road from where it is that I live. He is also the voice that you might have heard if you watched the jersey reveal, the kit reveal from a couple of months back with Charlie Football, with the DeLorean and Elijah Martin, the final, the, you know, the finally us seeing our Tory Green, that voice and, and part of that production was a local artist, Rossi Rock, so I get the opportunity to chat with him, find out a little bit about him, his career, how it came to be that he and, and Loyal have become BFFs and what we should expect coming up on Monday night against Colorado Springs. So stay tuned for that. Rossi Rock, when we return on the Always Loyal podcast. San Diego Community Power is a not-for-profit public agency committed to providing clean, renewable energy at competitive rates and investing in innovative programs that benefit our communities. You can visit sdcommunitypower.org to learn more about cleaner energy choices. Tell everybody a little bit, and how does a, a tennis prodigy, Mar Vista High School, turn into one of South Bay's most uh, coveted artists right now. That's crazy that you knew about the tennis. You been, you did your research. Yes, sir. Yeah, it was, it was, it's been a long time. I've been doing music for like over eight years. right? Now. So how did you go from that to where you are here today? Um, I was playing football. Like I, my dream was to go to the NFL and I, and I dislocated my elbow one day. And my plan B was to just make music. So I've stuck with that ever since. Your plan B was to play music. Most people started music and then they have a plan B to go into business or something like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> so far, it's working out for you, though, I would say, huh? Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. Tell, tell us about making the jump, though. I mean, literally speaking, how does one say, my plan B is to get into music? How did you go about doing it? Um... I had a friend who had a studio in a, in a shed when I used to live in Imperial Beach, and um, I just go over there and just make songs. Really, he let me come record for free, so I just always thought I had something, write music. I'd, well, I didn't have a car at the time, so I'd walk to the studio, go record, and then I would just put music out. And people started gravitating towards it. It just got bigger and bigger and bigger after the years passed. And when you say put music out, what does that mean? I mean, because, you know, there are a lots of different ways now for people to consume music. So how did you put it out so that people could find it? Well, back then it was SoundCloud. So SoundCloud was the platform and um, Bandcamp. I don't know if you heard of Bandcamp. So those are the two platforms that I used back, back then. Maybe it was probably like 2010, 2011. And then people just come... Cross it, or you're promoting yourself, or you're getting it I'll in the right hands? I definitely promote myself on Facebook, and um, people just like the music. Right. So that's what that's what that's what kept me going was the was all the love that people showed. I'd make CDs, I'd go sell them, you know, at the beach, 
I'd go to Hollywood, walk the streets. I remember selling CDs out there, making 60 bucks off CDs. I thought, you know, like, it was just a good feeling to make some money. And how would you sell them? Would you just walk up to people and say, hey, listen. Yeah, I had a bag with me. I had a bag with me, and I had all my, my hard disk in there, and I would just say, yo, I'm a rapper. Check me out, you know. And just like really that, started, people would buy Yeah, I really started from the bottom for sure. Right, and and now look at you here. See, that's cool that you said Imperial Beach. That's where I live too. So yeah, so I drive. Out there. I drive past Mar Vista High School all the time. How did you connect with Loyal? So you know, people who who might know that you're playing at a Loyal match, you know, they might say, you know, okay, cool. Like we we've, we've seen music before, but they now probably realize that you did the music for the kit reveal for the jersey reveal. How did you and yeah. Loyal hook up? It wasn't the music. It was the, um, I narrated the commercial. So I narrated the commercial for, for the, for the loyals. And that came about through paradigm, the production company. Mm -hmm. They hired me to do it. Cause I've worked with them, um, for another soccer team. And then they got hired by loyals and they brought me in shout out to Steven. And, um, we did it and they loved it and they put it out and, and the commercial went crazy. And it was incredibly produced too, right? Yeah, like that was, was that was yeah. an amazing piece of production on on from what I saw. Yeah, I seen they had it finished before I narrated it too. So when I seen it, I'm like, wow, this is this is something special. So I had to I had to do it. You have a song that you put out in I want to say April of this year, South Bay, right? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. That seems to be like the the summer anthem for a lot of people in South Bay and in San Diego County. Yeah, I dropped it in uh, on May 28th. Um, and it just took a life of its own. I got, I got a lot of love for San Diego, especially from the South Bay. And honestly, I didn't know I was going to do that. I didn't know I was going to I didn't know it was going to go that crazy. I put it on TikTok and it went I put it on TikTok and hit 70k views. So I got a lot more I got a lot more people on the on the radar now. A lot more people watching me. Padres, Padres took a, um, they got involved. They were messing with the song. So it did, a, it did a lot of good for me. You got this great line in there. You know, you people, some you, people know about the SD, but they don't know about South Bay. Yeah. Tell us what, what don't people know about South Bay? They don't know it exists, <laughs> you know, because you hear San Diego music and there's other, these other different areas that you hear about, but you don't really have anybody coming from where I come from, you know, Chula Vista, you know, like national city, Imperial beach, that is You don't hear about those cities too much in, in music, you know? So that's why I made that song to change that. And I see a lot, a lot more artists coming out with the with music representing South Bay. So that was the whole, that was the whole point of that, you know? And just South Bay is such a, a proud place. I mean, that's the, you know, the thing I've learned just in a couple of months of, of living here, you know, and, and I always feel like it's, it's never been hotter, right? The, the Chula Vista block party, yes, uh, Padres, Loyal, like it seems like everybody now, South Bay or Rossi yes. Rock dropping that song. It seems like South Bay and Chula Vista never Padres, been hotter. Padres never threw a block party on third before. That was the first time, you know? I had me out there. They brought me the jersey. I got Rossi Rock on the back of the custom Padres jersey. Like, who knows? I might even throw the first pitch this year. <laughs> you know? 
<laughs> I speak it into existence. Uh, and and now let's talk about Monday night. I mean, you're performing at halftime at a loyal match. Have you yeah. performed before in front of crowds? Uh, tell us a little bit how you're feeling going into that one. Um, I'm excited, man. It's going to be a good show. It's going to be a good show. I'm super excited for that. I've never been to a loyal game. It's just going to be my first one. And I get to perform at the same time, so it's going to be real fun. I'm going to have a lot of people supporting me out there. So I hope you're going to – are you going to be there? Of course I'm going to be there. Are you kidding me? Yeah. We have a yeah. lot of mutual friends who I've already said before it was officially <laughs> announced, Rossi, I said, hey, just so you know, clear your Monday night, and you probably want to clear your Tuesday also. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good one. Do you get nervous when you perform? Um, I don't really get nervous. I get more anxious. I want to get more, I get more anxious. Like I just want to get up there, you know, put on a good show for the people. Get more anxious than nervous. I got yeah. you. So what do you do before you go on stage? Um, I might have a drink. I might have a drink, but I don't really have anything special that I do. Okay. Tell us who I were uh, some of your influences. I mean, the people who, you know, who were, you know, when you were coming up, when you were thinking yeah. about becoming a musician, who was it that you were looking up to? Um, I think a lot of the, I don't want to be cliche, but I grew up off like the Tupac and the Biggies, you know, a lot of San Diego music, uh, Mitchie Slick, J.O. Felony. I got an older cousin who used to rap too. He's the one that took me to my, my first studio. So that definitely inspired me a lot. Mm -hmm. And even to this day, who are the, are this the same or are there other artists now that you, you gravitate oh, towards that you dig? Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of artists that I, I, I like a lot, you know. But recently, I've been kind of just listening to like my my things and trying to see where I could, where I could, uh, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like I'm just trying to be better. Like I listen to my stuff. I try to try to see where um, how I can structure my music a little bit better, you know. But I also listen to like a lot of I don't know what I'm saying. So a lot of R and B, R uh, and B also. Right. I to a lot of R and B lately. I got a couple, a couple of songs I'm singing on in this next project. What's the next project? The next project is called Fools Don't Cry. Okay. And when, <laughs> what's our time frame on that? Early. It's either late July, or early August. Dude, keep it rolling. I'd love to know what the process is like. So I, you know, I do this podcast, I do a radio show. I have to be at a certain place at a certain time. Music is totally different. Do you sit down and find inspiration or do you get inspired and then stop what you're doing to write songs? Um, it just depends. I might have, I might just be out, you know, out and about and somebody says something and I'm like, man, that sounds cool. I'll write that down or a line might come to me. You know, in in the day, and I'll write it down, and then that could potentially turn into a whole song, or I'll hear a cool beat that I'm vibing to, and that'll just spark something in my, it'll just spark something, some ideas, and then I'll write that down, and then, you know, continue it later out in the day, or they'll play the beat, and I'm at the studio, and I'll just say line for line, you know, without writing anything. So it's just it's just all different, depending on where I'm at, or. Or like what what beat it is it's just it just depends so it's not like you sit down and never say okay you know between two and four o'clock i'm gonna sit here and i'm gonna start writing yeah no no no, no. i can't do that because sometimes i'm not in the mood right 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. If you're not in the mood, it's not going to be a good song no matter what. Exactly. I kind of just record when, I, when I'm feeling it. Well, tell us about writing South Bay, since since that's the one I'm I'm hoping we're going to hear on Monday. But, you know, you do you. But yeah. uh, I, I hope we get a chance to hear that. Tell us so about I writing had, that one. I had South Bay done in 2018 before the pandemic. I just held on to it for so long because I didn't know if I even wanted to drop that song. But this year, it just felt like it was right. I felt like it was right. Um, it was produced by Spills. He's from Long Beach, legendary producer. Uh, I recorded it out there. And um, I had a conversation with him. We just decided to put it out after we shot the video. So. After you tell us about that too, because I recognize some of those spots. I know you're out there on Broadway in Chula Vista. I oh, saw yeah, you outside called, of the Elwood. Yeah, it's called South Bay, so I was outside of the Elwood for sure. I was and outside of Elwood. I was down the street from Third Avenue, and then um, I went to the producer's hometown in Long Beach, and we shot a scene with the limo. I don't know if you've seen the video or not, but it, we had a limo with a, a chandelier in it, all purple. Yeah, it was a good time. And it had that DeLorean door that sort of popped open, right? The what? The the door popped open straight up on the limo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, was... I, I saw all that. How much of that is planned ahead of time and how much are you like, hey, I'm just you feeling it. Let's, let's go to Broadway. Yeah. We kind of just winged the whole video. The, 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 um, <laughs> the limo thing wasn't even planned. We were outside. Uh, we were outside of a storefront with the producer trying to figure out where should we shoot. And then the limo was at a gas station and I ran over there and I said, Hey, can we, uh, can we use this limo to, um, to shoot my video? And there's this guy super cool. He's like, yeah, who produced it? I said, Steals. He looked over. He's like, Oh, that's my nephew. And so he drove over there and then we shot it. It was, it was super random, but I don't know. Everything came together how it was supposed to. And when you are uh, an artist like yourself, how available do you have to be on how many different platforms, right? From from YouTube, yeah, you talked about SoundCloud earlier. You've got to pretty much be everywhere. How do you, yeah, how do you, you manage all that? All, yeah, you want to cover all ground. You want to be able to have people go on, you know, anything and, and, and find Rossi Rock, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, so what's, the, what's the best way to support an artist, though, in 2022? Stream the music, stream the music, buy the songs, buy the albums, go to the shows, go to the listing parties, you know, just be active with the artists, you know, engage, and that's, comment, like, follow. That's that. it. What can people expect Monday night at the Loyal Match? Oh, a good show. A good show. Good a energy. energy. Yeah, right. a lot of energy. Good show. Good people. I like that. Yeah. I like the sound of that. Rossi, we, we, we need to win that day, too. I know. We just got our asses kicked last time out. So we definitely need to bounce back in a big way on Monday night. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for joining the Always Loyal podcast. Thank you. I appreciate you. Let's take a look at the Western Conference standings presented by the Bright app. It's the world's leading platform for personal training available on the App Store and Google Play. All right, Jordan, look at the Western Conference standings. You'll see San Antonio Football Club. They remain on top. 40 points, four points clear of Colorado Swings Springs Switchbacks Football Club coming into San Diego this week. It'll be another battle of two versus three in the Western Conference. Loyal still sitting third with 34 points. El Paso fourth with 33. Los Dos and New Mexico United 
fifth and sixth in the Western Conference, 30 points per club. Sacramento Republic, 29 points. They are in possession currently of the seventh and final playoff spot in the West. Vegas, Oakland, RGV, Phoenix, Orange County, and Monterey Bay rounding out the bottom half of the table. So that's the latest in the standings coming up Monday for loyal. They host Colorado Springs in which will be a very impactful match out West. And uh, at halftime, you'll be able to hear the guests that you heard here on the always loyal podcast. That was a pretty fun conversation. Wasn't it Darren? Yeah, absolutely. Again, I, I love a good story too, about a guy who goes up and grows up, has a career pathway in front of him. He thinks it's going to be professional sports, but my backup plan was to be a rapper. Okay. Normally you'd say, Hey, my backup plan to being a rapper is I'm going to go work in a restaurant, right? Like, but this guy had it, had it figured out. He's become a huge hit. Uh, look forward to seeing that. I would say, you know, we had Kaleo on from pepper. Mm -hmm. That was a fun night at Torero stadium. I thought the acoustics were really well. I thought the maiden voyage of live enter entertainment at, at the half, I thought it, they really crushed it. They, they hit that right at the bullseye. So I have no doubt that they're going to do it again coming up on Monday. Hey, I promised I would share a Wayne Rooney story. Do we have time for it? Do you remember this time in the world? All right, beautiful. It's true. It's not like we have a Does it involve Mumford and Sons? It does. It does. How great was that story? Paul Ariola, who is an MLS all-star, that was announced this week. Um, we're only talking about this because Wayne Rooney took the, the head coaching job with DC United. Yeah, plus Paul's a local guy, South Bay guy. Right, and Paul told us an amazing story about Wayne Rooney because Paul played for DC United before his days now with Houston. Dallas. Sorry, Dallas. Rooney was a player, now he's a coach with DC United, but they were actually playing together. Rooney broke his nose late in a match. And like, as Rooney would, you know, just finish the match with a big swollen nose in the middle of his face and blood <laughs> flying everywhere and snot everywhere. So, you know, it's a pretty normal Rooney match. Later, Paul and his other teammates and significant others are out drinking at a bar after the match. And they get a message from, I don't know if it was Wayne himself or whoever was with Wayne. They're like, hey, like Rooney's coming. He wants to meet up with you guys. He wants to meet up for a few drinks. So make sure you go grab him because he doesn't have his ID to get into the bar. So Paul says, okay, that's totally fine. I'll go down there. And by the time he gets down there to, to get Wayne from waiting outside in a line to get into this place, Wayne was already with the owner of the bar walking into the place. Like didn't need anyone to come down to grab him. He already was, he owned the place right away. Um, they take him to a, a private area in the bar. So they don't have to, I guess, deal with everyone who was taking pictures and they party all night like beyond the 2 a.m curfew because hey you're hanging out with the owner if uh if you want to stay a little bit longer you got to do that and i think my favorite detail from the story and paul was just like in love like he I, you could tell he just thought it was so cool like he just had a fun night drinking with wayne rooney after playing with him and i think my favorite detail is like that whole night people are taking pictures with them drinks music he has like a broken nose the entire time. And he said like blood is just coming down his face the entire night at the bar. And like every picture must be absolutely disgusting. And after they finally like have everyone leave at 2 a.m. and they get to stay longer, the owner brings his laptop up to the private spot of the bar. And uh, Wayne decides to play like every single Mumford and Sons track on the Spotify playlist from, from beginning to end. And they like, they go through the entire library and just, drink and have a good time i guess i would have loved to be there not like the mumford and sons like whatever i don't 
I, I guess Wayne Rooney really likes Mumford and Sons, which is fine. But just having like that kind of experience, like, you know, closing down the bar, getting to stay later, listening to music, having drinks, you know, they're sharing amazing stories. And the fact that you're looking at Wayne Rooney with a busted up nose the entire time with blood falling down his face, I think. Is I, I think Paul described it as he had to, you know, he had to be that guy who would plug up the nose with actual tissues to make sure that the blood wouldn't just randomly start coming back out again, that he would have to sit there and he'd have to enjoy whatever he was enjoying with rolled up pieces of tissue paper or toilet paper up his nose. I remember that detail very well. Yeah. Which maybe was for the best that they like roped them all off because who knows, you don't want to take like a, a random elbow to a broken nose. That doesn't sound fun, but they well, kept him in a, is, in a private he's back, spot. He's back in DC. So they right. can run it back. I don't know. That's just, MLS head coaching news that we wanted to talk about on the podcast. Absolutely. Well, I think, you know, we see some of our guys, you know, head out there every once in a while, have a good time. So it's not uncommon. People love going out and hoisting a pint win or lose. We drink the brews, Jordan Carruth, especially now that we're sponsored by stone brewing. Yeah. And should we say one last thing before we wrap? Uh, I don't know exactly what the, the details are, the circumstances, but I just want to say thank you on your behalf, on behalf of the always loyal podcast, which used to be, match day live to Austin Guerrero, who it was announced this week that he and the club, a mutual parting. So after being there since pretty much day one, certainly a crowd favorite. We were just talking about locally Rossi rock being local. Austin was, was there. He joined us. I couldn't tell you how many times on match day live, but all the best to Austin Guerrero and his future endeavors. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. We saw this news like right before we started recording the Austin Guerrero, no longer with the club. Um, you can follow like the club's social media and everything. They're going to, they've already started their very nice goodbye. Mm. That um, man got people continue a lot of, to celebrate Austin Guerrero. Got so. him a lot of car washes in this town. Soapy yeah, Joe's absolutely he put the people at Soapy Joe's to work. All right, Darren, we will, uh, we'll see you Monday at Torero stadium, Colorado Springs in town against San Diego. Hopefully, uh, hopefully no red cards are involved for San Diego this time around. No Let's referees. Be on your best behavior this Monday. We're not going there to see you. We're going to see Rossi Rock. Driving to Mexico? Visit BajaBound.com for the easiest way to get Mexican auto insurance for your trip. Their easy-to-use website allows you to buy your Mexico insurance in minutes from your computer or any mobile device. BajaBound.com, serving Mexico travelers since 1994.